You're listening to a CanadianMovieCrew.com production. Event Horizon is the story of a spaceship crew rescuing another crew from a lost spaceship. Or is it? Black hole sun, won't you come? Wash away the rain. Black hole sun, won't you come? Won't you come? Welcome back to the Yours at Movie Podcast, where we try to find the real story behind the story. I'm Derek. And I'm Ian Mark. And today we're taking a look at 1997's Event Horizon. Uh, we can welcome to the show Kathleen Quinlan, Jolie Richardson, Richard T. Jones, and Jack Noseworthy. We can welcome back to the show Sam Neill from Jurassic Park 3. Mm-hmm. And we can actually welcome back Lawrence Fishburne. Do you know what movie we're welcoming back from? Um, I believe, well, over on Film Studies, I know we did Predators, which he has his right. his moment in. But what, um, but what or is it movie? Because he doesn't actually appear in that movie. Oh, uh, TMNT. He did the voiceover. He's the opening narrator for the TMNT, uh, the Ninja Turtles cartoon. The we never did that one. The computer-generated one? I, sh- I thought for sure we did. No, we did one, two, and three. Oh, okay. Well, he was in that. <laughs> okay, but... He doesn't appear in it, but he's in it. <laughs> That's not where we're welcoming him back from. Think <clears throat> superhero <throat> movie. Superhero? Oh, gosh. Which Superhero one sequel movie. Um, well, I know he, he was in Ant-Man and the Wasp. No, on or is it? Oh, gosh. Which superhero sequel was it? Oh, man. We've said we've done so many. We've done so many. One? You're right. Which one is it? Fantastic Four 2, Rise of the oh, Silver Surfer. Jeepers. He was the voice of the Silver Surfer. He was the, yes, he was the titular Silver Surfer. Yes. So. Ah, see, I try to forget that one. <laughs> I actively try to forget <laughs> that one, apparently. <laughs> yeah. And just when you think you're out. <laughs> So we're taking a look at Event Horizon. Uh, Mark, you, you saw this movie before today. Um, I think I, yeah, I think I did back in the 90s. Um, it was, yeah, yeah, when I was in, uh, no, I wasn't even in school. This was 97, so. <clears throat> yeah, I know what I was doing in 97, and I don't think it would have had anything to do with this <laughs> demonic okay. kind of movie well, this put it that should way. have been right up your alley if you were in biblical college or i was a preacher at the time okay well there you go <laughs> so uh, yeah no this is not the kind of movie that we should have been watching so you I, could I'm have been to speaking out against this movie <laughs> isn't, that, uh, no. isn't that what preachers yeah, do well, these I, days it, is uh, trying to ruin anything fun for the rest of us you know i i've been out of touch for a little while sorry. so yeah <laughs> sorry am i getting political i apologize <laughs> <laughs> No, I never saw this movie up until today. The only thing I've heard was that there was an orgy scene that got this movie its big cult classic uh, kind of thing. And then when I saw it, I was like, that was it? Uh, So that was the orgy scene? That apparently was the orgy scene. The flashes. What? Yeah, the flashes. That wasn't... They're doing it wrong. (laughs) The orgy was part of it. And I kind of saw it as it flashed through, apparently. This is one of those movies that uh, burned out some VCRs because there was a lot of pausing going on. <laughs> you know, like um, 
Oh, what's that movie? Oh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit when Jessica Rabbit gets bumped out of the car and you apparently see up her skirt. It's one of the oh, most yeah. paused moments in movie history type thing, quote unquote. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, well. What did we have Jason Isaacs on for? Jason Isaacs. Jason Isaacs, yeah. Lucius Malfoy from the Harry Potter series, infamously. Oh, no, I didn't even put him in there, so. Oh, yeah. Is that a big That's character like, in Harry Potter? Yes, he's uh, uh, one of the kind of longer-standing antagonists to Harry Potter. Okay. He's uppity, rich, you know, I'm better than everyone kind of Wait, bastard. is he the blonde kid? No, well, it's his dad. So oh, okay. The blonde kids, yeah, Jason Isaacs plays the blonde kid's dad. And who's he playing in this movie? Uh, DJ, the medic. Okay. Yeah, I was like, wait a second, that guy looks... Like, Holy shit, it's Malfoy! <laughs> Malfoy Sr. <laughs> and I, I don't know Richard T. Jones, but isn't that the same name as the kid from Two and a Half Men? <laughs> Again, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Didn't watch Two and a Half Men. Uh, I know Jolie Richardson from Nip Tuck. That's her famous thing. Yeah, I did see that in, in her IMDb, but... Uh... Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so basically it's... Um... This is a movie about a distressed ship that went missing out around Neptune area. Because in 2015, we colonized my, uh, the moon. Yep. <clears throat> and in just about nine years, we're going to uh, colonize uh, Mars. <clears throat> uh, yep. Uh, no, about 12 years, isn't it? 2035? Uh, there was uh, 2032. Oh, okay. I must have read it. Doesn't down. matter. Doesn't matter either way. <clears throat> Yeah, and then 2040. Oh, yes, 2040, the worst catastrophe in space, which would be a ship got lost. <laughs> yeah, how is that the worst catastrophe in space? Yeah, you and I both remember. I mean, d I guess it doesn't count if the ship blows up while it's still in atmosphere. That doesn't make it the worst space catastrophe. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm, I'm, I was kind of a little pissed off. I'm like, oh, guys, like, that's kind of disrespectful. Well, technically, it didn't leave out the atmosphere. So to, I know, but it, as part of the space program, these 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 brave but, souls lost their lives but so far, in the pursuit of this adventure. But, e and, but even <laughs> that's if we, not the worst. But even if we <laughs> let that go, <laughs> by 2047, not only are we um, perfecting interplanetary travel, but we've also uh, perfected uh, 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 pods, stasis pods. Oh, sta yeah, 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 yeah. These are sleeper ships. It's a, a classic sci-fi trope. Yeah. You can go back to, I mean, Alien probably made it well, one of the most I mean, popular. Yeah, well, take a look around this movie and don't think Alien. Uh, right? <laughs> I mean, yeah, right yeah. Right down to the, the this, breakfast table looks like Alien. The, oh, yeah, yeah. The, the You got the jumpsuits. You got the, the crude crew with, like, pictures of scantily clad women you know what i mean yeah. and then and then they're ogling the you know the the, the few ladies on board and, and even in their downtime they're they, they're wearing like dark green navy like army yeah, color yeah. shirts which is yeah 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 alien. they're all yeah yeah they all uh all that all that uh what, what do you call it that cuban military green yeah 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 and so they've taken sam neil on this journey out to neptune to find the event horizon which is a ship he designed that has the ability uh here we go to bend space and time in order to travel long distances yep 
And what better way to explain this than the old favorite bending of the piece of paper and putting a pencil through a trick? I know, I know. We did. Now, like, to be fair, a... mm-hmm. this is probably one of the first movies to do it. Yes. But <laughs> it's happened so many times since then, I couldn't help but roll my eyes when he started doing it. I'm like, no, please don't do it. Please don't do it. <clears throat> oh, fuck. I well, as, uh, yeah, I, I forgot that little tidbit and, uh, you know, having seen Interstellar, kind of the more current version, oh. I think the last ones to do to do that on, on the big screen, because, yes, it's been done. And uh, as soon as he said, oh, it folds space and time, like, oh, he's going to do the paper thing, isn't he? Like, <laughs> I, forgot <that> he, <laughs> I forgot that he did. Oh, the paper and thing I, means space and time. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I forgot that he did, but I knew he was going to. As soon as yeah. he said, oh, yeah, that's right. These guys are on sleeper ships. So, yes, of course, faster than light travel. That whole, yeah. Of course. Two, two of the sci-fi space modes of travel that make space travel prohibitive. Because <laughs> we just can't do it. Just can't do it. Yeah. We don't have long-term stasis. No. Nope. <laughs> we, have, we have medically induced comas, but you still age. Like, that's... Well, and he, so I, I I go on a seventy five year old uh, seventy five year nap. Well, guess what? I'm seventy five plus whatever, however old I am when I get there. You know? Yeah. Like, <clears throat> I do have a prediction in this movie. I wrote down in my notes eighteen minutes and forty seconds in. I'm guessing the distress signal is them from the future. Turns out I was wrong. Yeah, but you know what? I I would have bought that. I I, yeah. I wouldn't have been surprised. Like ever having seen this movie, absolutely. Yeah. Yep, because why not? We're playing with dimensions here. Yep. And they, they open a black hole. It's like, wait a second. That's not how black holes work. I thought you were a scientist, man. Do they open a black hole or do they just that, simulate a black hole in order to bend time? Samuel says they create a black hole in order to harness its energy, and that's how they're able to do the paper bendy thingy. And then what? They they throw it away, do they? Uh, yeah, because that's how black holes work. Cause, yeah. <laughs> because, you know... The, you just put it in your black hole shredder? Is that what you have? <laughs> I don't know. There's just like a light switch. <laughs> it's, just a, it's like a light switch. You know what I mean? You have, you have your button for open and close the door, and then you have your button for black hole. On, off, on, off, on, off. Yeah. 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 Terror, nothing. Terror, nothing. You know? <laughs> so let's do the roll call here. Lawrence Fishburne is the captain. Sam Neill is the sort of science officer. The specialist. The specialist they're bringing on. Uh, you have the uh, the doctor, which is the woman. You have the medic, which is uh, Jason Isaacs. Jason yeah. Isaacs. You have, DJ. Uh, you have the uh, mm. uh, the. You have the lieutenant, the second in command, Jolie Richardson, is Stark. Yeah, yep. She's communications, and then you have the uh, what do they call him? The driver. The pilot. pilot. Thank you. <laughs> uh, you have the young kid who is. Um, He's got, might as well be wearing a red shirt. Yeah, he, yeah. He's the fodder, and then you have Cooper, who is uh, Richard T. Jones, who is just there to be sassy black guy. Oh no, but he's also a technician, though. He's oh uh, no, he's there to be sassy black guy. And, just... and, and 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 do the work. He's he's. But you're right. He <laughs> his, has all his the job is to be sent off screen while everyone else <laughs> does the rest of the movie. <laughs> he. Uh, yeah, he is essentially the Roman character from Fast and Furious. <laughs> okay, okay. You know what I mean? How he's just like sassy talking, fast talking, smooth talking guy yeah. who really doesn't have like a set function, but will just 
he, he just floats around and fills in wherever. He fills need, in the holes, yeah. You need a quick equippy line? I got you. You need something welded? I got you. You know, like <laughs> you need somebody to explain it to the audience. I will ask them to, to to dumb it down. Despite the fact that we're masters of interplanetary travel, and, and these yeah, people should know, and engineers and scientists, they think they should know, and they're like, uh, Doc, can you uh, dumb it down? Then he gives a scientific explanation, and like, um, yeah, could you dumb it down, actually, a little bit more? Do you speak English? As well, it's a lot of math. Yeah, you know what else is a lot of math? Fucking space travel. Yeah. They, like, they start off as like, hey, Sam Neill, would you tell us what we're doing here? He's like, well, it's highly technical, and it does involve a lot of math. And Lawrence Fishburne is like, um, I think we can handle it. Why don't you try it? So he gives the scientific breakdown of what this thing is, and he goes, whoa, 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 Poindexter, can you just speak English? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Well, <laughs> do you want me to start with Dr. Seuss and work my way up? Or would you rather start with <laughs> Richard Dawkins and work down? Like, yeah. Oh, they, Lord. Yeah, they, they start off in science class, and it ends up like everyone just all of a sudden turns into the dumb jocks from school. That Hey, I don't know those big words. <laughs> yeah. You know, like. <laughs> That was Jolie Richardson. So, I mean, so yeah, you're like, saying we're going to drive this spaceship through a piece of paper? Is that what you're telling me, Doc? No. My piece of paper is the key all along? Is that what we're talking about here? <laughs> hey, look, my, hey, look, guys. I'm sticking my finger through space and time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, that pen? That pen's my dick. He's, <laughs> yeah. My dick's going through space. <laughs> yeah. Kind of like it is now. <laughs> so... They're driving out to the event horizon. I want, actually, I want a movie with that crew. I want these guys. I want the, <laughs> you want John Travolta's in space? Is that what you're Yeah, 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 yeah. The, the cast of Grease, but in space. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what were they? they, they were they just... There was the Pink Ladies. The Pink and Ladies. The, uh, oh, what are they? Like the, the T-Birds? The T-Birds. The T-Birds, the T-Birds right? After the space. classic Thunderbird, right? Yeah, the car. <laughs> And that's what th- their ship name would be, though. It would be the Thunderbird. It would be that's the T-Bird, the, yeah. The T-Bird, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so Much I, better movie. <laughs> so I, did you get a little... Oh, by the way, sorry. Uh, we were counting up the years. One thing we didn't perfect by 2047, apparently, is CGI. Please move on. Yes, yes, very true. Um, did you notice the, the bridge of the ship? Because I have a couple of questions about this. <laughs> Number one, what the fuck is with Lawrence Fishburne's captain's chair? I want that chair just for my living room. I want that thing. I got to spin around and go get a sandwich. You know what I mean? Like like slowly it's, though. It's, it's like a giant hook hanging down from the building. <laughs> hanging down from the, yeah. from the ceiling. And he's got like a little remote control. Like he's sitting in a wheelchair. And he just turns. And I'm like, oh, good Lord. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and number two, why do all spaceships and sci-fi movies have shit hanging from the ceiling? Whether it's uh, oh, like cables, and... cables or exhausts or yeah, uh, this one had a tablet that was hanging down from the from the ceiling for some reason. Oh well, the tablets are easy. That's you know your displays and readouts of the science that. that but has if to go something into... goes down, like I don't know, you accidentally come out of light hyperspace or you're about to run into a giant ship, wouldn't that be a fucking hanging danger? Oh, if you got to run, yeah, and all of a sudden you clothesline yourself on like some yeah. on some exhaust hose, you know what I mean? Or, or what? What about the like? Are the gases going through that piping hot? Like you're just gonna bump it with your head and get like a burn mark or something? Yeah. Oh yeah, it is. It 
it's it's an aesthetic choice there. that it makes it look more rough and tumble and um and that's the idea it's it's you know some ship design like the enterprise is incredibly clean and crisp yes right even back to the old one where everything was behind a panel you didn't have you, oh, the only time you if you saw wires shit was going wrong and yeah. Jordy had to fix it right yeah or, or scotty had to fix it um yeah with this it looks like something's wrong all the time yeah <laughs> Yeah. This looks, oh, yeah. It's, this looks it's like the Millennium Falcon in the, in, the, in, the, in the sequels. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. No, the, now, the Falcon, though, it is meant to look like a, a, That's what a, I mean. like a hot rod. It's it's done on purpose because it's an uh, you know it's a symbol for like a guy's car. You're it's a pirate ship, yeah. You're constantly taking it apart and putting it back together and doing maintenance and stuff like that. But there's just a crew of two of them. This one has an entire uh, government budget... Uh, engineers to beat the band and there's a crew of like a half dozen of these people to keep this thing together you think that yeah with this ship design could have been done way better i i I, I, yeah this is one of my least favorite starship designs uh for both of the ships honestly like yeah i we'll get back to that it's a a thing for me for 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 sci-fi you start kind of critiquing the ship design Kind of like if you if you're a car guy, you watch the car movies and you critique the cars, right? But when we get to the trivia, I'll see if you want to back that statement up. Um, so they so so they, <laughs> that's just something I found in the trivia. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> so they find, they come across the event the event horizon and they, yeah, they find it quite easily. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for a search and rescue mission, it was just sitting there the whole time there, and no one no one looked. <laughs> yeah, and they and of course they search it with their. <laughs> It's like, well, I am detecting life forms, but I can't see where they are. Oh, well, isn't that the problem? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, a lot of this is fucking, really? Um, it's just, it is it is hilarious how they get put on their mission. They are, that their whole entire thing is they're a rescue crew. Yeah. And you know what? We I don't know why we didn't, we could have had a more exciting opening. We could have had the day in the life of this crew. That's you know like we join them in the middle of a rescue that they pull off like some mining ship or you know what i mean like just like some other ship like show these guys doing their jobs well before you put them on yeah the, the, the big bad mission have sam neil's uh horror uh, horror dreams well yeah <laughs> oh yeah like, we'll, but we'll don't come make back any to that. sense or come back later well they do and they don't and we'll we'll, we'll get there d- d- yeah okay yeah um, so they connect to the uh, to the uh, to the event horizon yeah. to the event horizon through what they call <laughs> this made me laugh the umbilic the umbilicus yeah really <laughs> really <laughs> and that is a very long uh, bridge to make if you're connecting two spaceships together like you're usually it's right up against it. Yeah, yeah. The, this yeah, thing like, is like a slide. It's, <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. You're going to get, like, put your pedometer on on your spacesuit because you're going yeah. for a walk. You know what I mean? Like, it's, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But, I mean, not not uncommon, to be honest. No. No. Well. It's, it's actually kind of, in, in my mind, and I'm not a, you know, I'm not an expert, of course, but in my mind, it's actually smarter because if you need to break away from that ship, like if that ship starts blowing up and you got to leave, 
Yeah, but I mean, if, if, you if can... your ship's attached to it and then it blows up, both ships are gone. This at least you can cut the cord. You know what I mean? Cut the umbilicus. Yeah. Well, yeah, but you also don't get your fellow people out that quickly either. You got to run. Yeah. Well, yeah, but then either you, way, not only do you have to get out of the ship, but then you have to float across what 30, 60, 50 feet of umbilicus just to get back into your airlock. It, yeah, yeah. Which we'll talk about later. Um. But right now I have. Um, Boy, later on this is going to be an interesting conversation. Yeah. We, we, <laughs> right now I want to get to the rules for people in a sci-fi movie who have never seen a sci-fi movie. All right. Because we have this problem again where people in a genre movie have never actually watched that genre of movie, and they make all the stupid mistakes that they wouldn't make had they actually seen Aliens. <laughs> Number one. You do not search a ship with just three people. Okay. On the initial outgoing, they don't take the crew. No, but you don't put all your eggs in that basket. You don't put all of them, but you take more than three. Number two is you don't split up and send the kid to search out on his own. Yeah. um, By the way, this kid's name is Justin, but they call him Mr. Justin, so Justin is his last name? I guess... He's Chet Justin? I, I think he's Baby Bear Justin. That's what he is. Okay. Which Moving was, on. Which was weird. Why he was called Baby Bear and the doctor was called Mama Bear, I don't know. but Yeah, what's that relationship? Yeah, that, yeah, that, yeah. Yeah, thank you. She's divorced, right? True. She yeah. said her ex has her kid, so she's obviously older. Okay. I yeah, think this yeah. is some space. This she's a space milf. That's what it is. Space milf. Yeah. Um. Next rule. Well, the next rule. The, the rules will come as we go through. Um. Oh well. Uh. I guess uh, characters cannot have more than one thing at any time. So, like the the doctor, she she's a mom. Get it? <laughs> yeah. She misses her kid, and she calls uh, the other kid Baby Bear, and she's Mama Bear. That's her character. She yeah. cannot be anything else. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll get back to her in a second. Um, so as they're going through the event horizon, two things I'm noticing. I'm noticing the flashing lights, which, okay, makes sense. It, it's not, you know, doesn't have a whole bunch of power, so maybe the lights are yep. flashing on and off. Yep. But where's the thunder and lightning strike sound effects coming from? Planet side? Oh wait, no, they're in space. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Did you notice that, that? Did you hear the? I, I actually did notice effects? it. Go back. You can hear the. Every time the flashes light, you hear like a lightning, like a like in the far off distance. Oh wow. So. Oh, that's 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 not that's not that's good. Just, that's just terrible. That's yeah. Um. The sound effects in this are hilarious. Oh God, yeah. Oh yeah. When yeah. we at the fight scenes, they're cartoony. Oh, oh, the, oh yeah. Full on cartoon punching sound effects. Yeah, and and the and the back breaking. You know, they get thrown up against the wall. You know, what I mean? yeah. like that. There's that. Yeah, that. Oh. Very cartoonish. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. So they're searching the ship. Searching the ship, and they. There's a couple of jump scares where the one guy, oh, he sees a hand. Oh, no, it's just a glove. And it's like, oh, boy, they, the, the one girl, oh, she finds out, she, oh, she sees a body. Oh, no, it's just a dead body. And 
You would think that 1997 was the year that liquid floating effect was created because it is all over the place in this movie. <laughs> yeah. For for like a good, I don't know, hour, everywhere they walk, there's just floating coolant. Coolant or black ooze is what I called yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, they called it um, coolant. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. But then, um, but of course, it's on reserves. But everything's fine. <laughs> yeah, but okay. everything's fine. Like she turns around, she sees the dead guy, and she's like, "Ah, oh, jeez, oh, it's just a dead guy, huh? huh. Silly me, huh. <laughs> Push it away, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it was a plant or something. Like, was, yeah. <laughs> they're like, oh, oh, uh, get the uh, get the ship's logs out of the machine. So she presses the button, out pops the CD. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a hundred years from when this movie was created, you, made almost in a... <laughs> you got a CD of video, did you? Have fun with that three seconds. Okay. <laughs> You're going to need 1997? Yeah, that was about maybe five minutes of porn you can get put on a CD. At that point, yeah, we weren't quite at DVDs yet, were we? No, God, no, not with burnable, <laughs> not burnable anymore. Anyway. No, not burnable. No, no, no. It's another almost ten years before we get that. Um, okay, and this brings us to uh, Justin makes it to the engine room where he finds uh, the gravitron or whatever the hell they call it, which basically yeah is the machine that makes this space jumping possible. And he- here's the thing, and it's funny to to think that I'm ragging on sci-fi because I usually like it, but I'm, I'm noticing that ball with the rings swirling around it in kind of a weird pattern. You're going to make my point for me. Go ahead. That Why is that the the thing that does everything they need? <laughs> Thank every, you. In, in every sci-fi movie, not the good ones, but in the bad ones, they all have this device and it does the thing they need it to do. Yep. That's what I said. In the 90s, if you need a magic something to be able to do something you need... Make it a ball with three spinny rings around it. Yeah, and I'm, sh- I'm sure Black, like- it was in it. Galaxy yep. Quest, it was in it. This one was in it. I'm sure there's tons where you could just see this. It's almost like they're using the same prop. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They it just they rent it for the weekend from yeah. the company that owns it. Yeah, yeah. They de- they dress it up a little different, but then it gets back. You know, they take that de- the decorations down like a Christmas tree. Yeah, and then they they put it back in the truck and, and haul it back off to the warehouse. Yeah, when when they're done shooting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. It's booked for an underwater movie next weekend. Uh, we'll have to <laughs> yeah. put you in the week. Can you can you can you have it Monday? Is that cool? Is Monday? Yeah, it, next week is going to be underwater. It's going to be the thing that causes the tidal waves that the bad guy is going to use to uh, uh, ransom the, uh, the superpowers of the world. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And oh, James and Bond then, movie, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, sorry, July's no good. We've got it as a weather control machine in <laughs> yeah. in a in a very low budget superhero movie. So we're gonna, yeah, yeah. This device, this is it's, this it's is the same thing. thing. It's you know, and what what I think is funny too is that okay, so this is the thing that does the thing that makes it go to another dimension, right? It yeah. does it opens the black hole. Um, we don't have a scene of them checking the regular engine. You know, the thing that just makes it go forward and backwards. No, no, we don't. But I and but, they, they they talk about having regular thrusters on this thing like every other ship. Yeah. But no one goes to the actual engine room to check on no. them. No. To check and see if they could go forward or backwards. This is <laughs> this is another note I have. Ever notice how every spaceship has a quote instantly make the ship inhabitable button? Yep. 
Well, sometimes it's two or three. But, sometimes it's you know, two or three, but yeah. For your more advanced movie See, viewers, in, in, yeah. In this movie, you're talking just like that. Instead of going down to the actual engine room and turning the engine back on or, and refilling the... Blue the coolant the, the or yeah. centennial crystals or whatever the hell they call them. <laughs> Lithuanian crystals or whatever. Um, well, hell, I'd take an oil change at this point. You know? Yeah. <laughs> she just goes up to the bridge and goes, oh, let's see, nothing's working. Let me see what I can do. Click, 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 done. Oh, oh. take off your helmets, folks. This, and instantly. Air. Yeah, instantly. they just air breathable, everywhere. clean, crisp air. <laughs> and gravity. That, Better than they're on their own ship, which is their CO2 scrubbers are <laughs> yeah. are, are down. You know what I mean? So, yeah. CO2 Luckily, scrubbers. Yeah. Like it's a Roomba going around the spaceships. Like, you know, <laughs> CO2. Yeah. You know what, though? If, it, if, we inv- if we actually ever invented those, that, that would be an interesting game changer. Oh, wait. There's trees. Yeah. Trees do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So... Yeah. And it, you know what though? I, I, it's interesting to see that the uh, CO2 scrubber hasn't changed in 50 years or whatever. Because oh, no. they go onto the event horizon to get the scrubbers to put on their ships. So it's like Toyota oh, Pug. They're, compa- yeah. they're all compatible. Yeah. They're all the same. They're all USB C. That's what. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, oh shit! This is the other one. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is 1997. They should have come with R- RCA cables. You know, R- R- oh, R- shit. The red was in the yellow, and the white was in the red. And uh... yeah, yeah. Damn it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you've ever put together a computer, it, it's it, it's not that easy on Earth. You know what I mean? Like finding compatible parts. Same with car parts. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a better analogy. Car parts. Well, this leads me to my third rule uh, for people in a sci-fi movie who have never been in a sci-fi movie. <clears throat> if you're searching a spaceship and the big magic sphere thing suddenly opens up and reveals a wall of dark ooze, don't fucking touch it. Yeah, what the hell, kid? Nothing good has ever come out of sticking your hand through something where you don't know what's on the other side. I'll do you Nothing one better. Good. Uh, yeah, nothing. Absolutely, nothing good has ever come from that. And nobody. I'll th- do you one. I'll do you one better. Being no, near that yeah, is exactly. Is, even just you, you just found out that this can fold space like a piece of paper. Yeah. And you want to just hang Fuck around it? while it's on? Look, it's got its own room with spikes on the walls. Yeah, what the spikes on the walls for? I don't know. I was trying to figure that out. I'm like, this is the weirdest starship design. <laughs> I, 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 I don't know what purpose those serve. I have uh, no idea. Like, nobody's ever stuck their hand into a mirror or a, a space wall or a space gate and brought it back out and went, oh, ice cream. Cool. Ah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't yeah. stick your hand in those things. Put your hand through in here. Hey, a beer. Hey, a beer. <laughs> feeling around, feeling around. Oh, boobs! All right, all right. Yeah, no one's okay, ever my, done that. Okay, my mine wasn't. My next one wasn't as good. I was gonna, I was gonna put the hand through. You hear it open. Do you have Pepsi by chance? This is a Coke. <laughs> yeah. I just, I just stick your hand back in. Out comes a Pepsi. Yeah, uh, uh, nice. there's a Pepsi. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and a menu. What the hell? <laughs> a menu. Ooh, what's today's special? <laughs> Okay. Yeah, it's it's never it's never been and and again, you don't know how this thing works. If if I find this engine room, I'm opening the door. Okay, this is weird. I'm shutting the door. Hey, Doc, guy who invented this. Yeah, especially (laughs) when it starts moving on its own. Yeah. When it's not supposed to be. Yeah, yeah. As far as you're concerned, this thing has no power. 
why are the rings moving? Yeah, time to go. Yeah. Yep. So, so far through this movie, Sam Neill's been kind of iffy as to whether or not he's on the up and up. And this one, the, this part's... Uh, um, they find out they, the ship is damaged and blah, 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 and Sam Neill's like, hey, don't worry about it. We can just use the hyperspace jump to get back to Earth in like 10 minutes. It's perfectly safe. And I'm like, yeah. As evidenced by the fact that you're literally on a search and rescue mission. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's like the Coast yeah. Guard taking the sinking ship back. No, no, we'll just get in this one and go. You yeah, know? yeah. <laughs> like, we'll just get in this yeah. ship with a giant hole in the hull. Yeah, it's perfectly yeah, yeah. safe. Yeah. What, this boat was half eaten by a, by a big shark? Yeah, yeah, it looks, looks seaworthy. Let's go. Yeah. Oh, the <laughs> one we just fished off the bottom, the bottom of the ocean? <laughs> yeah. yeah, okay. <laughs> this, <laughs> you're finding nothing but dead bodies and, and and just a giant mess and yeah 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 we're we're gonna ride this bus home yeah okay <laughs> yeah we're on a search and rescue mission and everyone we've found so far is dead <laughs> yeah let's yeah let's start the big magic ball thing sure yeah, yeah, that's like me driving to work in my car and then just trying to get a car from the back that's already been processed in the scrapyard. And be like, yeah, yeah, I'll just, I'm gonna just take this little beauty home. Yeah, you know? <laughs> I'll drag my car home behind. It. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but what am I gonna use? Oh, I've got my belt. That'll work. <laughs> so, like, I get, I get pillaging it for parts when they first, when they're looking for, like, the CO2 scrubbers and stuff. They're just trying to get back to their ship, make some repairs, and so they can bug out, you know? But well, but yeah. then the idea of just taking the, the, the derelict ship is crazy. <laughs> yeah, so, like, but Justin Guy gets sucked into the black hole. He comes out, and he's like, ah, and then he goes in the medic bay. And he starts talking weird, and they have... One of the things they pull off the logs is something in Latin, and it says, uh, they think it says, uh, save me. Save me, yeah. Um, so Lawrence Fishburne is getting all these weird things, and he's like, nope, I'm done. Let's just go, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, well, let me turn this thing on. It's like, well, how does how this thing working when it's not supposed to be? He's like, oh, well, maybe one of the circuits fried. I'm like, so the circuit's fried... In your mind, Sam Neill, the circuit's fried, and that turned it on. And, yeah, and let's face it, all that they've done to this point was manage to open the door. Yeah. That's like, the only function. You don't know how science works. <laughs> so he goes down, and why, oh, why would you make your ship's circuit board a labyrinth crawl space? I... I I, I guess for space, I, I guess it's, really? I, I kind of, in this one I was like, wow, he's like just crawling around the motherboard, I guess. For, yeah. I, well, it, it makes good use of walls. It makes now the walls terrible are functional. floors, because now you're, you're clothing, which could, now maybe. I don't think the floor was motherboard. I think the The, the whole the thing was were. motherboards. Everything was motherboards. Well, I was looking at the floor, and it didn't look like very... It just looked green-tinted. Like, they just painted it to match the motherboard. But then why would you do that? I don't know, but aesthetics (laughs) at this point, like... Yeah. We know this guy's not well. That's very true. So so his deal is what? His wife committed suicide? Is that the whole deal? We'll have to come back to that, because... 
with what happens in the end and how he acts later on in the movie, I, I still don't understand what he was doing. Um, okay. So I have a rule number four for people in a sci-fi movie who have never been, who have never seen a sci-fi movie. If one of your crew disappears or somehow mysteriously starts acting not like themselves at all, lock that person down. Oh yeah, like a, a better movie would have had had them put them behind bars so they can't hurt you. Mm-hmm. Every ship has a brig. Yep. Or at least a room that they can lock from the outside to act as a brig. Yeah. Yeah. There's a whole... In fact, the the term brig is basically a jail on a boat. Like that... They they made a whole term just for that purpose. Yeah. (laughs) They gave it its own word. (laughs) Like if you started going sea crazy when you were on a pirate ship, they put you on a smaller ship and dragged you behind it. It was called the long boat. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there we go. Or throw you overboard. Or they just threw you overboard. Either or. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Drop you off the nearest island. Because <laughs> homie don't have time for that. No, especially in space. Like, it is... Like, just being... The the idea of, of actually being in space is horrifying enough. Yeah. Because any little thing goes wrong and you're dead. Yeah. In a painful way. Here, like, I don't know, lighting a cigarette? Yeah. <laughs> Which we've apparently... Apparently, we've gotten to the point now in, in interplanetary travel where we're pumping more than just oxygen into this. You know, we're putting in nitrogen, maybe some carbon dioxide at low levels, you know, so these guys can smoke. Yeah. <laughs> and we're yeah. not just igniting pure oxygen in the on the bridge. And you wonder why your air scrubbers are, are down. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> thank just- you. They're they're just full of nicotine. Yeah, <laughs> your your CO two scrubbers have been secondhand smoking. You jackasses, like <laughs> they're all yellow stained. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Actually, that's that's not the the motherboards weren't green initially. They were just heavy smokers. <laughs> no, what what I like was uh, uh, so kid Justin there. He goes and he he gets the space madness from having seen hell. I yeah. guess is where he went. Yeah. Um. Although he just says darkness, so I don't, I don't get it. Yeah, but anyway, the dark. So he comes back, and Sam Neill's like, well, "Your boy's quite mad, you know." You know, what I mean, like he's just he, the guy, the guy who was hallucinating before he got on board is calling this kid. Well, he's quite mad, you know. Like, well, but Sam Neill's constantly trying to explain away because all of the crew start seeing things, and they're like, "It's just an, it's just an." Uh, hallucination uh no i felt heat it's not just a well you know the the, the gravitational distortion yeah, gravitational and... distortion the uh po- positronic uh ions from the sun bouncing off the moon of uranus probably could have caused that to uh, lawrence versus bullshit this is all bullshit blah 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 all right like clearly he's up to something but justin gets out and he walks yep. into the airlock and this scene Oh my God, Mark! If I didn't have if I didn't have the time to stop this movie, I would have. Because I started this movie an hour and a half before we were supposed to record, and this movie's a tight ninety minutes. So yep, yep, you, you, you got this one down to the wire. <laughs> so I was like, okay, Justin, from the inside of the airlock, has the control to open or close the airlock. 
That is correct. And somehow, for whatever reason, the controls to open and close the airlock are not on the inside of the ship. No. Why? I don't know. That doesn't make any sense from a design standpoint. Oh, it gets better. <laughs> Let's uh, let me add to that. Okay. Uh, from from my notes. Yeah. So okay, so he opens, he hits open the airlock. There's a 30 second countdown. I'm okay with that. That's actually a good move. It's it's re- you never see it in these movies, but this idea of like, are you sure you want to do this, bud? <laughs> If you don't have your spacesuit all kind of buttoned up tight, this could be the last ride. What I don't see, or what they didn't put in their bad design, is a way to shut that down. Like well, you there was give a closed airlock. There was a thirty. Well, no, but what, he comes to his senses, and then he's like, "Oh, let me out! Let me out! Let me out!" There was no abort button to yes. this countdown. They put they put they built in a redundancy of a thirty second timer, but they don't put the means of turning it turning off. it off. So why is there a 30-second timer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's the timer for? Oh, so you can build suspense to a horrific scene. I guess that's the whole so, idea. So, so the preacher on your ship can read you the last rites through the blast door? I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> that's all we were missing, by the way, from this eclectic crew was the sure, holy man. was the holy we, man. Yeah. But here's the thing, too, is, okay, so he's losing air. His eyes are starting to bleed. He's... Lawrence Fishburne is going to try to I basically guess, tackle him, spear him back into the airlock. <laughs> yeah, from from the book of Goldberg. So yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, Goldberg. Yeah, he's going to try to Goldberg him back in. And as soon as he does, as soon as he gets past the the door where they can close it, then she's able to close it from the outside. But not until then. Yeah, it has to cycle through its opening and then closing, and then she has control again. That yeah. is so bad. It's such bad design. That's so bad. That's like you, build, a you put a garage. It's like you put a garage door in, but it only has a control on the outside. Like you don't have a mean. You could be in your garage with your car, but you can, you have to go around, open yeah. the garage door, and then come back in and get in your car and go. Like, yeah. <laughs> It's like living in the English countryside where you have to get out of your car, open the fence, drive your car through, and then manually close your fence. Like your gate, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so they've called for the evacuation. They're trying to try to get back onto the ship. Uh, but the, they're trying to get all the stuff off the ship and or off the event horizon back onto the Lewis and Clark. Because, uh, yeah. because that's what space, that's how we've been naming our spaceships, after Earth Explorers, okay? No, we've, well, been, we've been using Roman gods, thank you. Apollo, yeah, really. you know, Ares. We we even did homage, to, We there were, I think they did make an Enterprise as an homage to sci-fi. Did they? I believe so. But, you know, okay, if we, if we were going to name... A ship after an explorer, it wouldn't be a rescue boat. No. No, that's if you're not name the one a doing rescue the rescue ex- boat. No, but that, that that would be like Mercury One. There, but there would also be there would also be like a Mercury Two, a Mercury Three, and a Mercury Four in the yeah. fleet. You know what I mean? Like, there's other rescue crew. Like, this is just yeah. 
Yeah, Mercury would be great, yeah, because that was the Roman god of speed. Yeah, that, there you go. Much better name for a rescue boat. Yeah. Yeah. But whatever. Like Event Horizon, okay, I get it, because it, it, it does the deep space exploring, it goes to Horizons, and creates an Event Horizon that's, within it. That's the basics of it, yeah. It, was trying yeah, it to... creates its own Event Horizon, yeah. Yeah. All right, so I've got so everyone's trying to get off the ship, and this is where uh, Mama Bear starts seeing things. Now I have rule number five: if you're in a spaceship hovering around Neptune and you see your son, and you know you've left him on Earth, mm-hmm. what you see is not your son. I'm really getting sick and tired of seeing this in movies, and I know, I know. Again, this movie may have been one of the first ones to do it. But I'm getting really sick and tired of seeing parents hallucinate and think that they see their their, their kids when they know full goddamn well that's not their kids, and it can't be their kids. It makes no sense for them to be their kids. Yeah, again, these are the best and brightest, right? They're doctors. They're, they're engineers. These are smart-ass people. You have to be. <laughs> You've already discussed the fact that everyone's hallucinating. Yep. You, you already saw your baby bear do it. Yep. So you've already seen your son and then it disappeared when someone else came in the room. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. And they're not even so far gone as to be driven into space madness. And what makes this one worse, it's not like it's the dead kid. That's that's usually the no. hallucination. It's the dead wife, the dead kid, the dead husband, the dead brother, the dead father, the, right? Someone yeah. who's pa- a loved one who's passed. Now you're hallucinating that they're now on the boat with you. Yeah, and that that's the tri- the trope. Excuse me. Well, that's oh, what I, Sam Neill's doing because he's. I said tripe. I don't know why, but yeah. <laughs> that's the that's the trope. Uh, it is tripe. You, yeah, <laughs> that's the shit right there. So yeah, but this but this one it's like no, you you twenty minutes ago you're watching. Like video, because I guess as soon as she gets out of her stasis, I'm guessing she got a download. Like they were able to send a message. You know, he's having his birthday or she, party, or she brought videos from home. Oh, videos, or. something like yeah, yeah. It's either like a new video from home, or it's a yeah, whatever. She's just been watching the. My son is not here with me. Actively talking about when she has, to, you know, how long it's going to take them, and when she gets to go back and. You know, he the husband, the ex has got him for Christmas. I'm going to get him next summer for the whole summer. Yeah. Like, first of all, she got the better end of that deal, I think, because he's got to, you know, he's got to manage all the school year stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Packing and lunches buy all the and presents. back to school. Yeah, he's got all the present, all the gift ones, and she just gets like summer vacation. Yeah. Which I imagine for them, she would be off for like two, three months at a time. Like their shore leave's got to be pretty extensive. But anyway, she's really like. Don't forget, this is her one thing. She's a mom. She's a mom, so, yeah. So, how does this brilliant woman, who's a space doctor, <laughs> yeah. assume that her her son did he create a ball spinny thingy at home with his Legos? <laughs> create his own little baby event horizon? Yeah, he went to the science center and brought back the you know. The spinning ball thing that's in every science museum for kids. Yeah, 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 exactly. But it's made of Lego, so yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's fun. <laughs> it's fun, hell, you know. <laughs> so okay, yeah, it comes to that point where it gets revealed that Sam Neil, his wife, 
slit her wrists in the bathroom. Topless, thank you. Topless. Why, we don't know. Nope. And we're not supposed to care. Um, but it's then, I assume at that point, he then creates the Event Horizon. Possibly to go back in time? Or possibly to go get her in hell? And go, Well... No, because he says later on that he designed them to, he designed it to go beyond the stars, which to me says he, because they talk about the theory of relativity and going faster than the speed of light, which would then slow down time and put to send you back in time, right? That's the whole kind of idea of time travel. So I'm assuming that's why he never, he never, he never actually says it, but that's what I'm assuming. But then he says later on. Uh, he says, uh, I wanted to go beyond the stars, but it went so much further. And basically, this thing not, not only bent time and space, but it also bent universes together and opened up a portal to hell. To somewhere. To somewhere that is in this movie called hell. Yeah. Um, with dark forces that can take over a ship. Take over people's minds temporarily and give them hallucinations in order to try to kill them. But it can also possess people like it's a demon. Yeah. This is kind of confusing, especially since at, at the time of this recording, we are also working on our retrospective. <laughs> uh, yeah. And we might as well say it now. It is the exorcist, so the whole demon possession thing has been kind of front of mind for us here at Canadian Movie Crew. <laughs> yeah, for us anyway. For us, um, yeah. And yeah, it, it's... But, okay, so it opens up a gate to hell, and eventually Sam Neill gets caught in it, and he, his wife, in his dream, tears his eyes out. But it's actually him tearing his own eyes out. Yep. And then becomes a mouthpiece for whatever the evil is. Yep. So, so now they, they need an old priest and a young priest, yeah. not an engineer. <laughs> so, but then he just wants to kill the crew. But he, he's, he wants to kill the crew, but yet the crew can't leave. You're going to be my crew now. You're staying with me. Like, all of yeah. this disbanding. Why Why are you actively trying to... Are you, do you want to kill them or use them to run the ship? Pick one. <laughs> like, usually in this kind of thing, usually the horror wants to spread, right? Yeah. So it, it, it would, would make sense to me that you would possess the crew and then get back to Earth. Yes. And Which that should have been the thing they do. would stop, right? Yeah. Um, she says he can do and he sets the time but then he sets the space thing to bend space and time to go to hell yeah take the ship at to the hell. end to take the ship yeah. to hell why wouldn't you take the ship to earth and then take the sh take earth to hell yeah or at least take as many people as you can with you yeah right yeah like, yeah, right. That's 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 the problem. Is that the even so the villain motivations aren't clear. Are they trying to possess people or kill them? Yeah. Or both. And why? Yeah. That's what I don't get. And so. Was, I mean, later on, we see. But was know, Sam? But was Sam Neil all a part of this from the beginning? Because he's been having nightmares from the beginning. So was he? 
trying to get these people out there so that they the evil could be satiated. Yeah, like what does this ship need if it can do everything on its own? Why does it need a crew? Yeah. Other than to torture, then okay, then you then the ship should just the ship should have appeared in suddenly in orbit above Earth. Yeah, that that might have been a better movie. Yeah. And then they've got this to stop where, it before it goes to Earth. I don't know. And this is where DJ comes back. He says, oh, I may have mistranslated. And it's not saving. It's not saying save me. It's saying save yourself. And then there's a little part next here from hell. And I'm like, if I was Lawrence Fishburne in that scene, I've been like, I'm sorry. You mistranslated it then. And you're now just telling me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, wait. What what made you think you didn't get it right in the first place to go back and then retranslate? Yeah. Why, if you weren't sure then, why did you say that? You know? Yeah. Like, why did you say something? Yeah. Why did you second guess yourself then? If I was writing this movie, I would have had Lawrence Fishburne turn into uh, Adam Sandler. Once again, this is information I could have used yesterday. <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> so Sam Neill is now walking around as a space zombie trying to kill all the crew and or take the crew or I don't, take the no, crew yeah, well, I don't whatever. even know I don't even know the crew has to defend themselves from some from space zombie Sam Neill so, borrowing heavily from Hellraiser at one point so yeah yes <laughs> Clive Barker was a consultant on this <laughs> on this movie can you tell really yeah. Surprise. Yeah. <laughs> so DJ is in the medical bay and he's talking to Lawrence Fishburne. And I don't know why everyone's not together. I could not I don't know the geography of this movie. I don't know where the bridge is as compared to Medical Bay, as compared to engine to the engine room. I don't know where they are outside fixing the ship if this whatever. I don't know where anyone is, but okay. Uh, uh, there's one location that we know for sure, and that's there's a long-ass corridor with one <laughs> terminal that Lawrence Fishburne always seems to need. Yes. Because a lot of his scenes start with him running over, to, like running down the hall to, 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 to this terminal. Yeah. <laughs> Talk to me, DJ. Yeah. Hang on a I'm going to take a knee. So. Uh, you talk, I'm going to. You know, <laughs> so Lawrence Fishburne is talking to DJ. DJ's down in the medical thing, and Sam Neill shows up in, in the medical bay, and he warns him. He's like, oh, "Make sure you get him and you kill him." And he goes through various, three different various things. He picks up a scalpel. He picks up sort of a saw. Bone saws ready. But then he picks up a pizza cutter. I didn't realize that was a medical device in my kitchen. Thank you. I said, "Why I would a medical station need an, on, on a spaceship need a, a pizza cutter?" Yeah, I used one last night, but not for, like, an, an autopsy. You know? No. <laughs> a kind of pizza. <laughs> That's what it's for. It's a yeah, name, it, really. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so. Well, you know what, though? It's the future. Yeah. So, the, <laughs> so then we get our uh, arm some, up scene. Some guy at a pizza cutter making factory just had, hit a big, big NASA contract, and he's <laughs> rolling in it. Oh, those dumb idiot Geeks don't know a pizza cutter from a <laughs> from, from a an scalpel. autopsy from a scalpel. <laughs> I just made a killing. <laughs> We're going to Florida, honey. Hey, it gives us straight a cut. That's all I'm <laughs> yeah, saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and apparently he, but Sam Neill gets everything first, and he 
kills DJ off screen. I mean, we yeah. see his we see his face while he's getting cut up, but we don't see any of it. And then we see the 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 wax body. Yeah. You know the the mock up of his. Yeah. 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 So uh, then we get our arm our arm yourself your favorite our arm yourself. Yeah, one. the arm up. Where he gets a um, what looks like a grenade launcher. It does. But it it's does. actually going to have. The chambers are filled with. They're they're essentially rivets. Har- harpoons. It's it's harpoon it's a, tips. It's a giant rivet gun, but yes, that's how they because they, they they actually when they're doing rivets, yeah, they breach their own hull temporarily. Yeah. With the spear part, and then the rivet goes in to fill the gap. Yeah. Yeah. That it okay. creates. That's. Kind of how rivets work, but on a much smaller, but not on a, such a yeah. aggressive scale. Yeah. <laughs> but Lawrence Fishburne quickly loses that gun to Sam Neill. And he blows a hole in the side of the ship. Yep, that's brilliant, bad guy. After he told him, you're going to miss me and, and punch her a hole in the ship. He says, who says I'm going to miss? Then fires three shots and misses all three times. Every, yep, including one in a window. Yeah. So now, so now all the Cooper. air is being sucked out to the point where Lawrence Fishburne has to use this this uh, this wire, and his his feet are up in the air, and he's traveling horizontally through the ship. Yeah. Because because the air of the ship is being sucked out. Then he gets through the open door, which is sort of like a one of those Star Trek doors. It's a blast door. It's a blast door. Thank you. Yeah. And he once he gets past that blast door. The door's not closed, okay? The air is still rushing out, but as soon as he gets past that door, he's able to stand up. Yeah. <laughs> not only is he able to stand up, he's able to stand up, turn around, and help the woman Yep. That's, that's on the other side of the door being sucked out because, you know, science. Uh, he's <laughs> able to help her through the door as the door closes. Okay. In that Fair scene, enough. by the way, I wrote if, if in that scene, if Fishburne and Richardson make it, they are totally fucking. <laughs> it was one of those moments. I yeah, was like, yeah, yeah. Well, nothing to do on the way home. But anyway, but, oh, uh, I just noticed on IMDb, Jolie Richardson, her character's name is Stark, but it's spelled with a C K, so it's not related to Tony. Okay. That's oh. Just, yeah. 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 <laughs> right. Um. Yeah, so they have a plan. They're going to blow up the long hallway and use the pod at the end of the ship to uh, actually like that's stay, how it was designed. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's actually the, the probably the smartest thing that they did was they put the crazy machine at the far end and a means to cut it, cut it off, cut it loose, and save your ass if you had to. Like yeah, in, in case things go, I don't know, pear shape. Awry. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but guess what? The original crew didn't do that. And we kind of skipped over that when they find the tape of the original crew. That's what I mean, because they're engaged in the orgy, right? Again, that's a really poorly filmed orgy. I'm yeah, well, sorry. <laughs> the original cut of this movie got an NC-17. So. I, I would not click on this on Pornhub. I'm just saying. No, you know? no, yeah. no. <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyway, Sam Neill and, and uh, Lawrence Fishburne have a have their big fight in oh, the end. Oh, wait, sorry, sorry. Just go back to the orgy one more time because I had this thought earlier and I was saving it then. Um, to your point earlier about having a everything turns back on button. 
Yes. This ship would, I guess, by virtue of that, imply that all the crew went crazy, but just before the last one died, they had the wherewithal to <laughs> click on the turn everything <laughs> off. Yeah. 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 Just turn the lights off before you leave button. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. I guess in this case, leaving means this well, mortal coil, but, you know. <laughs> that was a hell of an orgy. I think we're going to die in three seconds. Let me just turn off the main yeah. switches here. There we go. <laughs> Yeah, after a good old orgy, I'm tired. Click. <laughs> Time for yeah. Betty Bye, you know. <laughs> That's a responsible orgy host. Right That's a re- Yeah, yeah. Well, you got to think of the power. Yeah. He's the one that brought the Powerade. Um, <laughs> so, because everyone's going to need electrolytes. Um, um, protein bars. So they have their fight, and he's say, uh, Lawrence Fishburne sacrifices himself. And, now, and so Cooper, the sassy black guy, and Stark, the woman, they're the ones that get saved. Uh, she has a dream about Sam Neill saving Coming her. Coming back, yep. When the actual rescue mission. So the space madness continues? I guess. Maybe, maybe not. Yeah. But who cares because we never get a sequel to this anyway. So Thank goodness. Uh, so a few things on this movie. Uh, the watch in the spinning tunnel at the start of the film is the Omega, Speed, Omega Speedmaster. Uh, the same watch worn by Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin on their moon mission. Oh. Uh, when Dr. Weir first opens the blinds in his room during the opening scene of the sequence of the film, a whooshing sound effect can be heard. This is the same sound effect taking, taken from the video game Doom when a player opens the door. <laughs> uh, I have some almost cast for you in the uh, Sam Neill role, Dr. William Weir, Scott Glenn. I don't know. Dr. Weir, I mean, by the end, kind of Dr. Weird, huh? Yeah. Huh? (laughs) Or Bill Pullman. Oh. Game over, man. Game over. I, yeah, uh, sure. I mean. Between those two, it's really six of one, half dozen of the Yeah, like, like I'm not saying Sam Neill was bad casting. He made a pretty good villain. The problem was in the writing. Like, you don't know really what he wants. Like, the actors here are, are fine. It's yeah. their material that... Mm, no, thanks. Yeah. In the role of Captain Miller, the Lawrence Fishburne role. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh, God. <laughs> Tommy Lee Jones. Sure. Bruce Willis. Okay, so that, that nothing but bullshit scene would have went... A couple of different ways, for sure. Yeah, yeah. You mentioned nothing, yeah, nothing but bullshit. Yeah, nothing but bullshit here. Yeah, nothing but bullshit. Or like, hey, man, Bruce. nothing but bullshit. Like, it's just, it's all bullshit. Ah, nothing but bullshit. Yeah, it's just bullshit. Now nah, you give me nothing but bullshit here. <laughs> and here's the thing. The arming said. up scene would have been way more epic, though, because, you know, Arnie would have been sporting nothing but a T-shirt and get the pipes out and just click, click, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So earlier you said you did not like the design of the Event Horizon. Uh, any of the ships, really. Okay. The model of the uh, Event Horizon includes a complete X-Wing from Star Wars as a part of its antenna array. Uh-huh. The model is visible on the lower portion of the Event Horizon during its first flyby by the Lewis and Clark. Yeah, the X-Wing was fine on its own. It didn't need to be a part of this mess. <laughs> Okay, fair do you enough. Ever, do you ever have steak soup? No, the steak is fine on its own. Its own, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> the soup can be good too, but it doesn't need, you know. <laughs> yeah. 
Like mayonnaise. Doesn't need to have ketchup in it. <laughs> no, but... No, no, no. <laughs> yeah, see, have you see now, I, now I like it even less because they, they did that. <laughs> I'm looking at this thing going, ugh. The only good, like I said, the only smart thing about it was the put the crazy machine at the at the end of a long hallway that we can blow up and leave it here. <laughs> yeah. That's the only smart thing they did on this. <laughs> you know what I first thought when I first saw when they when they come into it and the, and the clouds part and it says Event Horizon on it, I thought it looked like a giant garbage can just <laughs> yeah. floating in space. Yeah, yeah, like those, those round top ones where you push it and the thing goes on the. Yep. Yeah, it has a little the flap. Yep. So, like, okay, so the, like, the first ship we see in Star Wars is the blockade runner, right? Okay. It's it's meant to kind of almost invoke, like, a hammerhead shark idea. Sure. That looked nice. The corridors were all pristine. You never saw the wires, you know, that kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah. Unless, you didn't see uh, that until uh, they got uh, down to the, into the engine room. Into, and that's fine. You you open the hood of your car, you're going to see some wires. Like, that's yeah, fine. Sure. Like, yeah, yeah. Not... You know, it's not Darth Vader's, you know, doing his dramatic entrance and all of a sudden he gets caught on like a cable or something like that because he's like seven foot tall. You know what I mean? Like, just, yeah. yeah. <laughs> bring me the, bring me the passengers. That, what, get this fucking cable out of my, <laughs> like, <laughs> just pulls out the lightsaber, starts carving, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, you what? had some trivia? <laughs> no, that's it. That's it. <laughs> you kind of invoked that one yourself, you know? I did. Yeah. I did. <laughs> So, as always on this show, we try to find the real story behind the story, Mark. I just put, or is it Impractical Ship Design, the movie? Like, it's just... (laughs) (laughs) Everything's everything's vague. Everything's, or is it just vague, the movie? Because everything's vague. The characters are kind of just vague Vague, yeah. One note. One one note, vague characters. You get a vague plot. The bad guy may want to kill you, may want to keep you. Sam Neill may or may not have been in on it the whole time. We don't know why he didn't go on the maiden voyage of the ship that he built. Maybe yeah. you might have wanted that guy in the Event Horizon during the first go round, but you no, think. it's it. His his wife may or may not have killed herself for some vague reason. We don't even know. You know what I mean? Like it's just yeah, just so vague. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I went sort of a similar line. I went, uh, or is it Alien Hell Hellraiser? In space, <laughs> and and that's the thing. If anything, if this movie taught us anything, is that space movies stay in your lane. Space is scary enough. Just stick with aliens, man. They are fucking. You've created so many terrifying monsters just from aliens. You don't need to get spiritual in space. Honestly, yeah, this, the director of this was Paul W. S. Anderson, is the same one that did uh, Mortal Kombat. And he said after Mortal Kombat having to be PG-13, he wanted to do something gory and gross. And he thought about doing The Shining in space. Yeah. Hence the reason why we have that giant blood uh, cascading through from the tank. Right, oh, that that scene. I actually have that in my notes if I can go back there for a sure. second. Because it, it is hilarious. Because the, the glass breaks. Jolie Richardson is standing at least, what, 20 feet from it? Sure. And is knocked down for no reason. Like, before yeah. the water even, cast, before the blood cascades on her. I mean, it's quite the visage, right? Because, like, she's this beautiful woman, but then she's just covered in blood. Like, that's, 
Yeah. That's quite, you know, the after, but it's just the idea of like the glass breaks and she's like, oh no, something broke across the room and I'm falling down. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah, she doesn't get knocked down by the water. She's already down. She might as well have been like kind of looking behind her and putting her hand out while she fell to like, oh no, I'm falling safely. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's going to about do it for Event Horizon. I'm Derek. I'm me, Mark. Join us next time and we'll take a look at the horror movie where there's a bunch of evil hillbillies stare down a bitchy wife with large breasts in The Hills Have Eyes and they're up here, mister! (laughs) 